احنا مش سيئين ولا جهلين عنا حياة وبنحب نعيش بنحب العيلة بنحب الربيع بنحب البحر بنحب نعيش بسلام علقانين بين علمين بين اندماج لمقاومة بين الرملة وغزة حياتنا مركبة فيش عنا منفس فيش عنا منفس بدي اصرخ حالي بدي ابني حالي مثل ابن عمي ادوق الحياه لما شم ريحه بلادي اشوف حديقه مش هدم بيت جاري هدوقي لبنان هذه هي الطريقه خلص بيك شنين ماني استنى ديالي مي بيفني بدنا اصوات جريئه فيش عندي منفس فيش عندي منفس Hello and welcome to this week's Times Will Tell the Times of Israel weekly podcast This week we are hosting rapper Saz Samakh Zakut Uh, and Israeli educator Uria Rosenman, who are involved and engaged and working on a very cool project that they call Dugri, which is a term, an Arabic term for let's talk straight. They'll have more to say about that. And it's something that they've been working on since last May when tensions were very high, people were killed, Things were happening between Arabs and Israelis in a few different mixed cities in Israel. It was a very tense time and a very difficult time. And they are trying to find their way out of it or their way forward, really. Uh, Uriah had embarked on this project a few years earlier. He had been touring around Israel, meeting Jews and Arabs who were familiar with the extremes on both sides of the spectrum. He was trying to figure out what he could do with all of this knowledge and research. that he had been gathering. Saz had also been differently involved in these aspects of the situation in Israel. He lives in Ramla and has been a professional rapper for the last 20 years. People, listeners may be familiar with him, but from his involvement in the 2012 Israel reality show, Chai Bi La La Land, which took him and a bunch of other musicians to LA. And we wrote about him back then. But there's a lot has been going on since then. And obviously, I really want to turn the mics over to Uriah and Saz. Very good to have you both here. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for having us. That's Uriah. And that's so Saz. Okay. <laughs> so let's start off from where you are right now, because now it's been quite a few months since you started working together. What is happening right now with Degree, or is there a new name for this? Fill us in on where, where you're at right now in terms of this project. Or if you don't call it a project, if you call it something else. Who's going to start? Abu Ba is going to be the opener. <laughs> Islam, as usual. <laughs> uh, Jessica, we, we, you know, we released uh, Let's Talk Straight. It was an independent social project. We released uh, close to Shomer Chomot at the uh, riots of uh, May. Uh, everything was coincidental, you know, like I embarked on this journey alone. Saz joined me. We worked together for a combined three years. And eventually we decided to release it like, uh, like regardless to what was happening on the ground. We, we just wanted to get it over with. It was a personal ambition of mine. And then after it went out, it went viral, basically. You know, like we reached 5 million views on social media and, you know, more than half a billion views on, on traditional media across different channels worldwide. And it got us a lot of attention and a lot of opportunities to 
be Samech and Uriah, to be like an Israeli educator and a Palestinian musician that do stuff together. But we wanted to articulate for ourselves what are we exactly like hoping to achieve, what we want to be doing. And like, to be honest, until this day, it's not very, very clear to us what is our end goal. Because if we are honest, like we, we, we accept not knowing where we want to be going, but we do want to, like, we do want to invest in a certain approach and a certain, you know, like perspective about life, which is a much more open-minded, much more authentic and much more uh, like towards, you know, a better future where there is a maximum well-being for maximum beings in short. So what we try to do basically is to put aside all the attention and the opportunities presented to us and to focus on what we want to be doing, which is art that shows the complexity, you know, like music that brings people uh, inspiration and, 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 you know, understanding. So we, we, when we invested in like uh, designing our next big project, which would be another, you know, uh, mutual journey, meeting Arabs and Jews, Israelis and Palestinians across the region and asking, asking them tough questions. This time, instead of pointing the finger outwards, pointing it inwards and, and you know, asking like, everybody wants to change the world, nobody wants to change themselves. What, what can we do to make the situation better? So once we decided to work on that kind of a journey, we got uh, approached by the New Israel Fund and they asked us if we we're working on a new project. We are. We were working on a on a on like an in intermediate content. We were, we're working on a song, uh, but the fact that they approached us and and you know like they ex expressed how much they are they believe in what we are doing and how authentic they see it, and they wanted to financially support that, and mm -hmm. we accept we accepted their uh, approach. We decided to uh, put our efforts for two months in that kind of project in that song. And the song eventually was released uh, this uh, like last week on Sunday, a song called Manfast that talks about, you know, like uh, the mutual uh, fate that we are sharing of, you know, young generation uh, uh, being passed on the heritage of past traumas from our parents and like wanting to uh, fight together for a better future. So that's where we are right now. We established our brand called Dugri. We promote educational uh, content and music content and all kinds of other initiatives uh, relating to this subject. Saz, I'd love to hear if you want to add something at this point, or I can go um, forward with another is, question. Yeah. The only thing is um, the, the right word, because I'm teaching Abu Blas every time, but it's even in Arabic, it's hard. It's Dugri, Dugri. Yeah, I know. That's have, you, have you met my New York accent? Of course, I already heard, ma'am. So that's why you call it <laughs> Dugri, but it's Dugri. And I only can add to Oria that um, wait for a new surprise is coming soon. That's the only thing I can add. Okay, so now I want to, now I do have some questions for you guys. So, okay, so you've come out with another, another piece, another rap. You've had tons of attention, viral. I mean, really, going viral is what you be what you were looking for because obviously that means that there's a lot of eyes and a lot of ears on what you were saying and what you were doing. I want to say to the listeners, we have the video embedded in the podcast, but you'll see they're sitting. Uh, the two of them are sitting in a uh, auto an auto garage, so to speak. They're sitting over a table with pizza and hummus swiping the hummus together, so to speak, right? And it's a very vivid image. And 
the words are really hit hard in terms of what has gone on here for so many generations. But my question to you guys is, where do you take the viral attention and the skills that you have in putting your thoughts into words? Where, did, where does that go to, to on-the-ground education, so to speak? Where, how, how do you take it to the next step, is my question. Is that something you're trying to do? Or is that something that you want others to take what you've been singing and saying and do something with it? What are your thoughts about that? Um, just to uh, give you a glimpse what we're doing lately, and even we have today, tonight, we're doing uh, le- uh, lectures in front of students, um, really going, you know, grassroots. We're going to the communities. We're going to talk to people, not just being viral. Like, honestly, the Dogri project is not being famous and make money and be billionaires. This is not our purpose and our goals in life. No, it's not. It's more than that. It's to bring new attitude, uh, make awareness about what's going on in Israel and Palestine. And of course, the grassroots is meeting the people. So last week, we had an amazing lecture. We met more than 150 uh, students, not even students, after. How old are they? Dad? Like, what, what's the age? 19 and up. 19 and up. They were all Got graduated. It. High school, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it was mixed Arabs and Jews. Uh, even in, inside of the Arabs, you had Druze. And, and like, it was so amazing. It was so amazing. So we're starting now to do new lectures and meeting people around uh, Israel. Um, and I think uh, we're not, like, we, we didn't release the Let's Talk Straight and now Memphis. And then we're just going to say, okay, that's it. We did our thing. Now we pass it on. No, it's not. It's a uh, beginning of a marathon that we started Uriah started it three years ago. I joined the marathon last year, and now we're running the marathon together. So um, it's 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 a matter of time that things needs time, and it's only the beginning. So we gotta keep continue doing our stuff and basically meeting people and spread it, uh, not just uh, over the social media during meeting people and saying what we want to say uh, to anybody who want to listen. What do what do your audiences say? How do they react to the two of you and what you have to say? Uriah, maybe you want to answer that question. Yeah, Jessica, you asked about practicality. So other than the educational lectures that Samich and I are starting to uh, deliver across the country and we are being invited multiple times and, and like we, we find that this is something, this, this is a product that is, there's very high demand right now for some young people who are speaking about the situation between Jews and Arabs uh, in the region, and and it's working quite well. Like we we get a lot of engagement, and, and people reach out to us. We're right now fine tuning that you know what exactly we want to be delivering, but it's it's going very well. And other than that, we are building a community. You know, we are trying we are trying to centralize all the different reach outs and the engagements to be able to like aggregate young people and, and centralize them in platforms, you know? So we build the Facebook community, we're building a BBS community, which is a new, very inspiring platform. And we're also trying to bring people to our YouTube, to our Instagram channels, and to start bringing together Israelis and Palestinians, Arabs and Jews that have the same moderate voice that believe in a mutual collaborative future. Uh, the, you asked about the response, we get a lot of diverse response. I mean, like it, it varies from you guys are the hope. We never heard anybody as authentic and straightforward as you guys. And, you know, people, we, we gave a one and a half hour lecture. We stayed eventually three hours. The kids wouldn't let us leave. 
So like there is very high engagement and people never heard this kind of voice before. That being said, we also get questions like, so basically you are two leftists. I mean, what's new, you know, like, right. uh, you know, so, so we, like when we got that question, that was a very interesting opportunity for me. Sorry. What did you say? I want to know what you yeah. said. Exactly. Exactly. So my first response was, uh, there is a crowd of 160 Jews, Arabs, Druze, like a very diverse crowd. They, they were all high school graduate, 18 plus. Yeah. So where was uh, this? Where was this area? What city or what th- town? This was, this was a, as a small town called Nordia, uh, relatively close to Natania. And these are, guy, these are uh, guys and girls that uh, volunteer with an NGO called Merkaz Maaseh that takes them on a, on a uh, basically one year of Shnat you know, like a, a service. service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these, these people are, 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 these young people are people who would never meet that option of Shnat and Mechina and national service without that kind of NGO. So that NGO does very important work and we are happy they invited us for two different okay. lectures. Anyway, so our response was, that I, I asked the, the, the kids, who knows what leftist means? Who can define what leftist means? And, and you know, we got like 20 different answers from the crowd. <laughs> None of their answers was close to the right definition, you know, like right and left are terms that were defined in the, in the French Revolution based on the, where the conservatists uh, sat down and where the liberals sat down. And, you know, it's, it's such a, like the, the opinions that are defined as leftists, they don't really know what this means. There is such a misconception and misunderstanding about that. So Mm -hmm. I tackled that first. And then I I explained to them that I was a combat officer in an elite unit. And I was an educator for Stand With Us, which is a right-wing pro-Israel organization. And given my complete understanding and experience, I am now advocating for a different approach, which cannot be described necessarily as leftist. And, you know, I also talked about the media and how it, you know, like amplifies that kind of understanding that we have as a public, what does left and right mean? So my response basically opened their mind. And that that is the meaning of this whole collaboration. This Times of Israel podcast is brought to you by Corin Publishers Jerusalem. Whether you're looking to enrich your mind or your soul, Koran Publishers has it all. From Israeli history to the works of Rabbi Sachs, Rabbi Steinsaltz, and other contemporary thinkers, including the brand new Magaman edition Koran Tanakh, with translation by Rabbi Sachs, Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch Weinreb, Jessica Sachs, and many others. Times of Israel listeners can get 10% off your entire order. Just go to koranpub.com and use the code TOIPOD, that's K-O-R-E-N-P-U-B.com, and enter the code TOIPOD for your 10% discount.
does, what is the reaction of young Arabs, young Palestinians, young Palestinians in the audiences that you speak to? Do they come up to you and are they there because they want to hear this or are they there because they want to hear what you have to say and they want to counteract what you're saying? What, what's the range of reactions? If we start from the um, video number one, let's talk straight. Most of the messages were um, supportive. Most of the messages were uh, finally somebody saying something that we are ashamed or uh, afraid to say about just being who you really are. We are Palestinians or are citizens of Israel, period. We don't have to be shy about our identity and heritage. And then when we, me and Uriah started the whole thing with the PR on the international media, we still got, until today, we get a lot of support messages. There's a lot of hate messages, of course, but the good thing is in front of each hate message or non-supportive message, we get 10, uh, if not 100. So it's all supportive. Good. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's all good right now. Um, the thing is that most of, like now the manifest is out. So most of the Palestinians that I get in touch with, and some of them we met last week, me and Uriah, some of them even, I remember one conversation with a young guy and he told me this morning we had, um, we had a meeting of our, your identity, identify yourself. Okay. And he's, he's, he's Druze, he's Druze, but in the same time, he told me, I wasn't shy to tell them I'm a Palestinian too. So for me, it was, uh, he told me when I watched your first uh, video and now Manfest, second one, I felt that I don't have to be shy of my Palestinianhood. So, uh, so it's, 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 it's good that people are really the song and the, our project is really affecting the young ones because this is eventually our goal is to affect a new generation because they are going to be the one who's going to build this country and hopefully Palestine too. So we need a new generation of new perspective new way of life, new thinking. So it's just amazing. I'm really um, don't have enough words to describe to you how much support we have and how much, um, how much just people really are gathering uh, around us. Do you feel, do, do you guys feel that this couldn't have happened if not for the riots of May, or it was just something it needed the two of you to bring it to the front. In other words, what was really the impetus for this to finally be able to something like this to be able to finally take off? I think Uriah should answer because he's the visionary guy who started the project. <laughs> but I give him the respect. But you're his. Project. You're the partner. So okay, I, I leave it to the two of you to decide who <laughs> starts this answer. Yeah, I mean, my answer, like always, is that it's a combination. It's complicated. It's not binary. What was the reason for it? You know, it's a, it's an aggregation of a couple of reasons. But obviously, the riots gave us like a backwind. You know, they gave us the legitimacy. If everybody, you know, questioned the relevancy of such an artistic creation, then we got the riots to basically, you know, give us like the the, the stamp that we needed. And, and, you know, other than that, I think that the level of artistic, uh, 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 like, um, actualization of our vision was was a high level, you know, like, it's a project that I took, it took three years for me to finish, and, mm-hmm. you know, two years by myself of research, and then one year of artistic, you know, like, diving in with, with together with Samech. So I think that, the, like, the quality also, also gave us, like, the, the, the you know, the acknowledgement and the recognition that we that we wanted and eventually like i think that this topic other than the like even if 
the riots of May would would not have happened exactly when we released the song. I think that the song would still touch hearts of people because it so it so much affects our day to day reality. And you know, like the the really uh, like it's like nothing similar to the reality that we have as Jews and Arabs in Israel and in this region, you know. So I think that given all those circumstances together, once we put it out there, the riots, the level of, of artistic creation and the relevancy, the general relevancy to, you know, how much people are tired of this reality, then all those three together made us become a, a extremely relevant for a wide audience. Can you each talk a little bit about who you are and where you came from personally, where you live, just to give our audience a sense of who we're hearing from? Uh, Samach, do you want to start? Tell us where you live. Tell us your who's who's making noises in the rooms behind you, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, my name is Samach Zakut. I uh, was born and raised in Ramla City. I'm back now to the city. Just came to say hi to my mom. Uh, I was born and raised in an amazing city called Ramle. Uh, I graduated in Terrasanta Church High School, amazing high school that gave me a lot of uh, things that I owe them until today. Um, been making music and being as an actor since I'm like almost 18, 19. So I've been enough time. And yeah, how old are you now? I'm 37, 38, proud. I'm proud. I'm not shy about my age. That's all the time. It's a good age. Human. It's a good age because he's still young you know um, <laughs> <laughs> so i've been acting singing since i'm 18 released two albums uh working now on my third one but it's all all singles of course because you know um the industry changed yeah and the last year and a half um when back then it was orian saz now it's dori project or dori and the last six months i'm working really hard with Aria and trying to make the best that we can as the project and bringing something new to the table. Okay. Thanks. Aria, take a, take a shot at it. Yeah. I'm 31. I'm the young one. He likes to emphasize <laughs> that for some reason. I don't know why. A lot of times people tell me that I look, I look older than him. So I don't know <laughs> what's the deal. Anyway, Luckily it's I'm a podcast. A, yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm an educator. Uh, I like to say that until 24, I was like a mainstream douchebag, you know, like I, I aspired to become successful according to society's definitions of success, you know, like uh, when it, like high school, math, physics, uh, uh, going into the IDF, like to serve in an elite unit, because that's what, you know, macho uh, athletes do when they're, you know, like in the Israeli uh, mainstream uh, understanding of our reality. Mm -hmm. So after four years in the in, as a combat uh, soldier and officer, I traveled to South America and I started uh, school uh, studying engineering. And that's when books about spirituality and consciousness really made me uh, uh, change my life and, you know, like mm. let go of the mainstream understanding and beliefs I had about myself and to basically question the narratives that I grew up on. And, you know, study myself, study the universe, you know, like it's hard for me to describe. Eventually... Uh, working as an educator for the past eight years, also doing some social activism, also uh, doing some uh, business development uh, uh, in regards to Africa. And mm -hmm. after after completing my uh, double BA in uh, psychology and business, um, I, I basically released this Let's Talk Straight social project, which made me decide to leave 
all the other jobs I had and to focus on this artistic collaboration I have with Samir today. How have, and answer whoever wants to go first, how have your families and friends reacted to this, to your work together, to what you're doing? They love and support. <laughs> Across the board? They love everyone. Everyone that I have in my family member. Mm-hmm. And your neighbors, your... I mean, does everyone just, you know, give you a high five every time you walk down the street? Late, lately, I have so many high fives, so my hand is really, like, uh, red. So, yeah, they've been <laughs> giving me too much high, high fives. Uh, honestly, a lot of people uh, on my side were surprised. They told mm-hmm. me it's first time ever we saw Dughri Sameh, the simple, authentic Sameh. No masks on, no yo-yo and being, you know, like famous and celebrity and hip hop head. And nah. and honestly, I owe a big, a big uh, thank you to Oria for changing a lot of things on my mind and things that I was approaching. So people even give me compliments about um, we didn't know that you know how to act. That's one of the reactions I get even because uh-huh. I was so really simple and authentic. And um, that's um, the most reaction i got from my family and friends mm. how about you Aria? yeah i mean my like in general i agree with some if my family supports me and they they are inspired by the personal spiritual journey that i took upon myself eight years ago and what it has become today but just to like to tackle what you're addressing according to the way i understand it for i want to give an example like i served in the in the army i have a team of you know 20 mm-hmm. best friends Sure. my brothers brothers in arms basically and sometimes i share my new experiences and my new work with them also as best friends and brothers and you know all of them love me and, and respect me and support me but not all of them understand what i'm doing where i'm going with this how come when i choose the words i choose i'm neglecting or maybe you know like minimizing the responsibility that the arab leadership has about mm-hmm. our situation and some of them do not agree with the way I present stuff. They think that some of them even go to say that, you know, like I, I maybe part of what I'm doing is damaging Israel's image, you know, mm-hmm. but I respect that kind of criticism. I love the people that I'm talking about right now. And the way I deal with it is, you know, share my understanding. I was an uh, officer in an elite unit. I was an educator for Stand With Us. And I did many things to defend Israel, both its image and physically. Now the way I see what I'm doing is the next phase of defending my country is to make other people around the world and here understand that the Jews see the complexity. They understand that part of what we're doing is defending ourselves and is completely, uh, you know, justified. And part of it is wrong and should be, uh, uh, you know, like uh, fixed. And I think that what we're doing, Samech and myself, is a, a very dis- like necessary collaboration and the only way to move forward, you know, engaging each other, working together, speaking the honest truth. Where are we now? We're in November. It's It's been quite a few months since May. On one hand, you could say it's a short time. You could say it's been a long time. Do you think we have learned anything from those riots of May? Do you think the nation has? the nations, the peoples that we are talking about? Is it only you guys and the people that you speak to? <sighs> Honestly, um, people didn't forget. 
of course, because mm-hmm. it's really, really still, you know, uh, still here. But there's a thing that happening that I, I'm, I'm seeing lately a lot, not just young people, uh, in both communities, because I, I, I speak a couple of languages, so for easier for me to connect, you know, different uh, communities or different people in their own language. I see that there's, there's, there's a lot of questions since May happened. Um, like you can't, for example, you can't make the, comp- uh, the you can't compare between the Arabs and Jews. We can't compare. Okay. There's no symmetry between both. Most Arabs speaks Arab speak Hebrew. I'm just no Jews more than Jews knows about Arabs. So for the Arabs, it's not really. It wasn't really surprising what happened in May. It's just a way a thing that we've been we've been not treating our situation good since '48. So one of the reasons mm-hmm. or one of the reactions is on May what happened. But I see that a lot of Israelis now, for example, there's a lot of uh, a huge wave of Jews want to finally uh, learn Arabic, not because they're going to Shmone uh, Matayim unit or uh, being Mistarivim. No, they want to learn Arabic because they truly want to understand what's going on. We're not speaking right. Arabic since 48, so how we can communicate with our neighbor, so-called enemy, whatever. Um, in the Arab side, I see a lot of youth, a lot of Palestinians, a lot of Arabs. Uh, men and women, uh, they can't be anymore not involved politically or changing what's going on. Uh, people are really were affected a lot on May. It's really affected a lot of people that I know. They never spoke about politics or about Palestine and Israel, what's going on. Uh, it's their thing. It was the most common reaction I got from a lot of Arabs in my community. Why you speak about Palestine and Israel? Um, we don't have to deal with politics. It's not our issue. On May, everybody felt it. So it was really different this time. Uh, there still need well, there, we still need more work and progress to move on to do. It's only the beginning. I'm not talking about me and Ria. I'm saying in general. Um, so there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of people interesting to 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 know what's what happened and how we can uh, solve it or kind of find a way not to make it happen again. Because what happened in May it was really really chaos. It wasn't just a riot. It was a chaos. Right. Um, so people suffered. I'm saying in my neighborhood, it was mostly, most Arabs got really suffered in Ramlin Lid, but again, it affected the whole country. Um, so there's there's kind of an awareness happening. I feel a lot of awareness, even in Tel Aviv, where I live nowadays, by the way. Um, I see a lot of awareness of Arabs and, and, and Jews. So I hopefully it's only the beginning of people making the awareness that we need and we want to live different and better life. Okay. Oria? Yeah, I mean, I agree with the way Samich is putting it in words, and I just want to maybe, you know, like add a different, maybe a bit, uh, like, perspective from above, you know, like, the, the, the where we are now is we are in the middle of a process, you know, as humans, we tend to see the 80 years we are alive as the only, uh, uh, you know, like, time frame of existence, but if you look at it from a higher perspective, I think things are changing, you know, the young generation when I say young, I mean both Samech and myself, but also much younger. Younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that we grew up with technology. We grew up with a global mindset. We understand what's happening across the world. We know activism, we know social issues, and, and we have social awareness. And I think that our generation that experienced less traumas, once we get into positions of power, and once we are heads of states, head of media organizations, then we will have a better control and better, you know, like understanding of the complete narrative. So you're asking where we are now. We are in the middle of a balagan. We are in the middle of a very drastic change the world is experiencing. 
And I really feel like there's, there's an optimistic uh, future ahead of us if we learn how to talk in an authentic way, in a straightforward way, you know, like really looking into the eyes of the others and understanding that we need to work together for a better future, maximum well-being, maximum people. You know, how can mm-hmm. we create a reality where there are, you know, the, the, the maximum beneficials and, and that can be done by, you know, first of all, talking to each other, acknowledging each other's pains, learning each other's languages, obviously, and that is why I'm learning Arabic right now. And eventually, you know, not fighting who is right, but fighting together to uh, create a better alternative. So that's where I think we are, we are right now. And it's, it's just a process that takes time. That's why we speak about a marathon rather than a sprint. Right, right. No, it's a very positive way of looking at it. Okay, Samach, tell me again how to say it. Tell me how to say... Dugri. <laughs> Dugri. Dugri. <laughs> Dugri. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's hard. Listen, the Ga letter is... is uh, even for Arabs, it's hard. Believe me. Even for I find that I find that hard to believe, but I'm going to work at it. Um, <laughs> we really... I thank both of you so much for being with us today. I'm going to tell listeners that if they want to find out more about the D-U-G-R-I Dugri project, uh, we'll be posting a link to your Facebook page. I assume also to YouTube. And obviously you can follow Ria and Samech and see where they're going to be speaking and, uh, and hear what they have to say, because that's what we're doing right now, right? Listening and hearing what you guys have to say. Thank you again. Thank you for having us, Jessica. It was a pleasure. Sarah Tuttle Singer from the Times of Israel. Come join our community and support fast and fair independent journalism. You can sign up with the link at the bottom of every single article on the site.